This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. It's half time now, so let's move on to have a, a chat about a few issues of the day. Well, the, the main headline, I suppose, coming the day before the match, of course, is that Wrexham have ended that search for a CEO. So Fleur Robinson is our new CEO, will be appointed, well, has been appointed now, but will be coming in June after she served a notice with Burton Albion. And I've got to say, straight off the bat, there's been a, a really nice buzz around the appointment. Yeah. I mean, everyone who I've been hearing from have been saying, this is great, this is a good call. Well, what I like about her is that she's um, been a CEO, she's worked at a club at this mm. level, and looked at, and I'm looking at Burton, for me, it's, it's a type of club that we'd like to replicate there, yeah. so, sort of success. That if we go into the, cha- they, they played in the championship, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. In, rec- yeah. in recent memory, yeah. so... <laughs> it's the type of thing Rex want to emulate. So having her in, who has that experience, and Burton fans seem devastated to see her go. Yeah, so yeah. that's always a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of mention as well of her community credentials. Yeah, she's a trustee of their community work charity, and Burton is seen as an exemplar in that field. So to bring in somebody who's got loads of experience in something which the owners have said is important yeah. to us and that, uh, as a club, is very important to us yeah. is terrific, isn't it, really? Yeah, it, it's fantastic. So it, I just think it ticks, she ticks all the boxes mm. that we need. So I'm very, very happy with that appointment. Mm. I mean, the community-based one, I was interested to see, I was reading into the depth of, and, and range of what they've been doing and there's been a... There's been a lot of good work on, on the sort of areas we do. They have a, a high-profile uh, mental health chat line sort of set up a bit like our Dragon Chat. So she's going to straight away walk into things which, which she's going to be familiar with mm. and she'll understand the importance of that. Uh, she's also very quick on social media to praise the work of their community officer and I, I always like to see that in a, in a manager, uh, a willingness yeah. to publicly acknowledge good work by people yeah. who, uh, who are underneath them and she's also keen on mentoring she's uh, uh, ambassador for BTEC and does a lot of work with local colleges going in to sort of help them to prepare in terms of building up confidence on their next steps whether it be into education or whether it be into the workplace uh, which is maybe something well, I don't know. I'm not totally aware that we, we get involved in, in in exactly that manner. So, the interesting new angles that could maybe be brought into into the mix because you want someone like this to come in with new ideas yeah. as well as experience. Yeah, yeah. I can't really agree. I can't really have mm. any more to say to that. Lads. Yeah, she. That's exactly what we want. Uh, interestingly, as well, um, has had the experience of building a new stadium. Now, I'm not saying that that's a challenge that she's going to come across here. However, we have got the new cop stands. Now, these sorts of capital build things are not as straightforward as people might think, or maybe people don't think they're straightforward. But I think having that experience, perhaps, you know, working with contractors, working with a a major building project has got to be useful when we're going to have this yeah because there's so many different fingers in the pies of this sort of uh, development and it's not just development of a stand yeah. it's development of an area so i think being sure-footed through that sort of complex situation could be good yeah, yeah we, we, someone who has experiences in, in 
I'm, I'm sure building a whole new stadium would probably yeah. be more complex than just one stand. So having someone who's worked through that, it's just it's just another string to the bow. And it, honestly, the one thing that, as I said, the most that's really stood out to me is that she has worked at our level all the yeah, way up to yeah. the championship. And I just think that that um, experience alone is just invaluable, isn't mm. it, for a club like us, which is where we want to be. Absolutely. There's also, <laughs> I mean, of course, she's, she's on the FA board, which is an interesting one. I suppose in some ways we're not linked to the FA yeah. as such. Well, as we are, you know, but we play in some of their competitions, but the Welsh FA is who we answer to. I think that's interesting in the sense that being a woman in the the most well, certainly the way it's portrayed from the outside, the, the most outdated sort of body in football governance is has got to be a, a, a case of uh, being able to fight your corner and stand up for what you yeah, want. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, just shows how strong you know, character, yeah. character she is. Because just just to to clarify, I mean, that the FA Council is, has been seen in uh, when the FA has undertaken... Oh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you look at the structure of a business... Oh, whatever that is. My mind's gone blank. When they've looked at streamlining and reorganising, the th reports have always said, well, this FA Council thing is daft. Mm. So uh, on some levels in football in England, and therefore with us as well, um, decisions are made by this unwieldy council of more than 100 people, which, OK, is represented, has football people on it, has professional clubs on it, also has the grassroots on it. I, I don't object to that because yeah. grassroots football is important and should have a say. But then also has representatives of from the armed forces, from the clergy, from universities, uh, yeah. and and they don't they don't reform because turkeys don't vote for Christmas. Exactly. So it's it's an unwieldy and awkward body from what I'm under I can understand of it. Uh, if it's no longer the case, okay, fair enough. But that's always been seen as a barrier for change. Um, and so I'd imagine just, you know, the diplomatic skills of being in that will certainly be, I think, a valuable thing to have, um, quite apart from anything else. It's uh, as well uh, interesting because she's had a lot of experience in terms of supporting the English, win English women's team. And I was noticing an interview with her in which she was saying that she wanted to be able to, well, she, she felt that women's teams when they're linked to men's teams should be subsumed within that actual organization and run properly which isn't usually the case because often you know a team a women's team might have a men's name might be part of the franchise if you will in inverted commas but in actual fact they tend to be uh, run by well-meaning volunteers apart from the infrastructure that runs the men's side and she's an advocate for making, bringing the women's teams into the infrastructure. Well, she's coming into a club that have owners who have just released £50,000 of funding to try and upgrade the women's team at Wrexham, which is an excellent idea. And so clearly they are in sympathy with her over that as well. So it's a, it's a nice idea to bring in somebody as well who's, who's going to, to view who is going to have the contact in the women's game who is going to have a similar view in terms of how uh, a women's team can be built up can be progressed at a time which frankly is extremely exciting for the Wrexham women's team because like I said they've already had the advantage of some excellent people working with them and now they've also been going to be given 
well, not only funding, which is fantastic, but also within uh, the act of get getting that funding, the knowledge that they are now a priority at the club, which is wonderful. That's not to criticise uh, the previous ownership, but uh, it is to uh, it is something which I think needs to be to be noted that you know if, if you've got owners who really put that much priority on the women's team then that's great so fantastic appointment we're all very excited about it and uh, well let's hope that we can uh, we can go from stress to strength and that you'll enjoy your time at the race course right ask Wrexham questions right so Jeff Lang hi Jeff saying we look weak in the middle apart from Davis but good to see more on the floor passing of the ball so yeah so Wrexham Certainly, Jeff thinking, uh, Jay, that Wrexham are moving the ball around pretty well on the floor, which is which is good to see. And, and yeah. yes, I think that has been a more studied build-up, hasn't it, really, today? Yeah, it has. We have been playing. We have been, we, we've been passing very nicely, but I think uh, Weymouth sitting back, and they're sitting back and just waiting for the defence. It's, it's enabling us to pass the ball nicely yeah, as well, yeah. I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, Revan and Mensa look uh, uh, big, strong lads, good in the air. If we start sticking long balls in there, I mean, so don't get me wrong, Thomas will be able to compete, don't yeah. get me wrong. But maybe they're not the centre backs we want to be fighting on those grounds. We want to get the ball on the floor, try to shift it around. But like yeah. you say, Weymouth are, are sitting in there and defending the cross as well. So we've got, there's something extra we need. Yeah. Luck. <laughs> Luck. <laughs> Perhaps. A penalty. Uh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. yeah but I, it, it's. Um, yeah, it has been a, it's been a tough affair, isn't it? This game, mm. and we both said this on our preview podcast and mm. before the game that this would be a tough game. But I can see us breaking. We just need to get that goal. I don't know how we get it mm. because their defense has been, the defensive structure has been brilliant. But let's just let's just pray. <laughs> let's hope we get something. <laughs> but I f I w we have been the better side. Yeah, we, we just need to carry on. As I said, keep chipping away at them. That we will get a goal mm. at some point. I think you're right. Persevere, keep pressing, keep grinding them down, and um, hopefully something will come from it. Now, another Ask Wrexham question from Flipadelphia. Um, I love this one, so it's a good one to think about. If you could add one previous player from the conference era to this team, who would you go for? Oh, now. Well, all right, I've, I'll go first if you'd like, Jay, because I saw that question and I've had a little think. Um, <laughs> I've got a daft answer, but I don't. I, I don't think I'm going to stick to it, because my first thought was, what are we lacking? What What do we need more of? Um, and and, and a, in a way, I sort of think, well, I'd like to see a midfielder who's getting up and supporting strikers and getting into into shooting mm. positions. And just for a moment, I thought, who have we had like that in the conference era? Joe Clark. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a surprising yeah. one to go for, but he did have that driving style to take play forwards. I know he's not. He's by far not the obvious one to go for. Um, Glenn Little. Ooh, now, Glenn Little. If he could, if he could be fit. Yeah. If but he if he had <laughs> the legs he had when he was younger. Yeah, if we yeah. had him in that <laughs> he side. He wouldn't be now. with us. Well, oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously. But honestly, I think someone like Glenn Little would be great because he's such a yeah. great technical ability that he had. Yeah, in a team like this, yeah. to have somebody with that level of attacking quality. Would be fascinating. You'd have yeah. to use him in little bursts to see how you got the, yeah. the best out of him. I mean, would Louis Moult maybe yeah. playing up front be useful in the sense of having that technical quality? 
uh, you know, to, to be able to link attack and defence, yeah. perhaps. Of course. Woods uh, is another slightly left field one because, I, you know, again, like Clark, you're not necessarily one of the, the real outstanding players at this level, but where's York's pace on the transition? Yeah. You got that, and yeah. you got Hall Johnson, you know, bombing forwards. Team's going to be scared of us. Um, Donvos. Oh, oh, now, yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So. Oh, I like that quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Vos is a fascinating one, isn't he? I mean, yeah. in, in a million different ways. But goodness me, I was looking back at some of the stuff he was doing. You know, I mean, who cares if he's in and out of games? If he can do that often yeah. enough, you, you don't you don't get rid of him. Um, and and yeah, I mean, okay, Keats would have to accommodate him into this this setup. But he would be something, wouldn't he? If yeah. you could successfully get him in there. If creativity is what we're lacking, that man is creativity personified. Yeah. Lee Fowler yeah. uh, at his best as well. <laughs> uh, could be a very handy player to have. Dean yeah. Keats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Dean Keats was... Um, I wonder what he's doing there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, probably the best player we've had throughout yeah. the conference era. I guess it would be a fair call. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um yeah, so we're looking at presence in midfield. It goes back to Jeff. Jeff's other ask Wrexham point about you know, being strong in the middle of the pitch, just having that presence. Um, it's an interesting one. I don't think I, I don't think I'd be looking at the back particularly. I know we have no. some great defensive players, but um, at the back we're looking pretty sound. Keeper situation looks pretty healthy. Full backs look all right. It's, it's either a striker mm. or a midfielder, really. Yeah, I think so. Back in. If you're looking at class and what they've done since, maybe. It would have to be maybe Louis Moult because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's played at Scottish Premier League level and he's played the championship and scored goals and mm. he'd obviously be great. Uh, right now, any of the players you've mentioned would be fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, as well, as the teams are coming out now. No, actually, no. I'm not going to... No, I don't think that one. I mean, I say my pace is... Chislovich as well in terms yeah. of pace, but of course the problem there was... was Again, that erratic consistency, you know. But uh, I don't mind having a player who's got a bit of erratic consistency because mm. when they're good, they're really good, and sometimes you just need, yeah, you just need yeah. that, don't you? They earn your points, don't yeah. they? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, interesting. Well, let's see who's got the magic up their sleeve in the second half, eh? As uh, the teams are out and nearly ready to go, it's been good to chat about Fleur Robinson and like I said the buzz has been pleasing just the way that so many positive things are happening around the club and the way that people are, are seeing that is nice uh, I, had to, I had to drop a, a parcel off yesterday and met Josh, hi Josh if you're doing the Saturday Chef today who uh, listens to the commentaries when he's doing his Saturday Chef and uh, he was immediately talking about Fleur Robinson and talked a lot of sense about the, the buzz. And it just struck me that, you know, when you bump into a Wrexham fan, immediately they mention her because yeah. they just thought, this feels good. So absolutely. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.